Governor Cox, I don't know if you remember, he, he made this comparable that I've never seen a parallel in our day. Have you ever heard him say, did he? No. I don't oh, yeah. Tell me he basically this. said the mask is what Moses held up. It's no. A, yes. He said it's equivalent to what Moses held up, the staff. And if we will just look can, to it can, to can be you, saved. Do we have that? Can you yeah, find that? Yeah, yeah. I'll Let's, find it right okay, now. We'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll just put we'll, it on we'll right now. On. So, so he's now Jeez, equating. crazy. He's now equating these, the, the, the gods of COVID to, to this. And so now the state of Utah, boom, hook, line, and sinker. And so that's what Ezra Taft Benson was saying. And I have another quote really quick. Yeah. So if you don't know who Ezra Taft Benson is, he's, he was a, he was a Patriot prophet, right? He, he knew he could see these things that were about, he was the last, he, he was, was really the last Patriot like this, yeah, that was like really this, that was just out. warning guys. That, communism is coming. Silent. Communism is coming. Cause before him, David O. McKay, I mean, it was like all the, all the past prophets. Yeah. And so people are like, well, why aren't they stuff? talking about it now? They already did. And nobody listened. Well, few. We weren't ready. So he said this, we have too many potential spiritual giants who should be more vigorously lifting their homes, the kingdom, and their country. We must be shaken and awakened from a spiritual snooze. 1977, he said that. Jeez. So five years before I was born? I mean, so... Well, but that, but uh, the key there is we, we must... Shaken awake because we're asleep, right? Which so, is what I love about that one with that scripture too. I would that you awaken, meaning we're asleep to our awful situation. situation. Meaning that he knew we would be asleep. He knew we wouldn't see this stuff. That's right. And so, so going back to the Book of Mormon for those, even if you're not Mormon or you know Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints, read the Book of Mormon. Well, here's can, 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 and can, just look at the parallels because you know Alex is Jewish. You know we have a lot of great friends. We go to Awaken Church all the time. I'm obviously LDS, but I think the reason this stuff matters, and I think it's important to bring this up, regardless of what denomination you are, if you care about freedom and you, and you understand that the only way to save the Constitution is by getting control of your backyard, we're not going to get control of our backyard unless we wake up the, the, the if, unless we break through the culture of Utah. That's right. And part of the, the, the biggest part of the culture of Utah is, is we have some very good LDS people who are asleep mm -hmm. and because they are asleep, they are being misled by leadership through the, whether it's the Romneys, the Coxes, the, you know, they're being misled and they're allowing this corruption to grow. So the reason it's important to bring these spiritual aspects up that are, that are uniquely LDS is because we happen to be in a, in, this is obviously a largely LDS population. And if we're going to change things, we have to wake up that LDS population. So whether and you're LDS or not, right. it's beneficial and be the change, for them to see their own doctrine. And be the change from within. And welcome to We Are The People Radio. This is your host, Jason Preston. And again, with my beautiful co-host, what's up, baby doll? Doing excellent. Alexia Preston, how are we today? I'm in great company, so I am doing fantastic. We are in great company and... In a beautiful, updated studio. Yeah, it was. Check it out. Looks good. Yeah, I'm pumped. It, I'm pumped. We walk in here, I'm like, holy cow. We have a studio team that did, uh, did the artwork. It was inspired by Scott Travis's artwork um, which he did for us. We're going to have a, let's get that up on the screen to show everyone this artwork. 
the, this, the artwork you're looking at here was actually done by Scott Travis right. uh, back early on. With the inspiration of Tiananmen Square. Tiananmen Square. And um, just the fact of, of the innocence of the, of the little girl with, with the balloons and, and what's happening in this country. The government, we're seeing this, our, our future's children be overrun by government corruption. And, uh, you know what's interesting? When, when Scott actually made that piece <clears> for us, we were actually taken aback. We're like, whoa, I don't know if... I don't know if Utah's ready for this. No, in fact, what's crazy is, so when this piece of art uh, that Scott uh, Travis created for us, which is absolutely stunning, um, we lost, like, a, we had people literally come out and say, we will not support you if, if you put, because mm. we were going to put it on billboards. But people like, literally, like, we're, you know, completely like, this is too January 6th, it's too radical. Um, so we bowed to the pressure, and, and we kind of just kept the, the artwork down, but it's like, you know what? This is beautiful art, and, and it's true. Like, you know what, despite what people want to say, our government is taking over. Our f children's futures are, are in jeopardy, and the innocence is being lost. And it's time to let's bring this beautiful artwork up. And so this version that you see behind us was inspired by Scott Travis' work, and our incredible studio team uh, did this. And so, I mean, a lot of amazing art. But well, what does that tell you over what happened? What was it? It's been 12 months, maybe, since that piece was created, and we had that type of reaction. If you look at what we're dealing with currently, not just locally, but most more so internationally, you know, when we did our show on uh, CS and, and some of the crazy stuff that's going on in our own backyards, you know, I think although it was a tough pill to swallow, it really speaks to what we're preparing for. And not that we need to be desensitized. That's not the right word. But we're becoming uh, acclimated, I guess, to the current environment internationally and just the hostile environment that we're in. So I think if this makes you uncomfortable, you're not. You're in ready. trouble for what's coming. To, what's coming with? Uh, I mean, we are. We are and it's happening so fast. Yes. Exponentially, just boom, boom, boom. Yes. It's like that compounding math problem when you push like enter, enter, or equals equals, and it's like boom, boom, boom. That's how fast this is happening. So the surprise is out of the bag. Eric Mutzos here. <laughs> oh, I'm not supposed to talk. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know. I was <laughs> no, we, we, All right. Alexia, why don't you introduce our incredible well, guest? He, he I'm really, sorry. We've been pretty no. pumped about this. Yes. We've been actually very pumped. We've been trying to pull this off for a little while. Um, no, Alexia, in, introduce our guest, and then I'm, I'm so going to also introduce I'm him. so sorry. No, it's, it's, please. It's, it's, uh, you're here. We're, honestly, we're pumped. Because I will tell you, one of the things I appreciate about Eric is well, we'll we'll have Lexi do do the introduction, but we've been very excited about working with him and teaming up with him because he's got an incredible. He has done an incredible job leading the the fight for liberty in the state of Utah, and standing up and uh, unabashedly speaking truth, even when it when it's come at a great cost to him. And I respect anybody who's willing to suffer and pay the price and speak truth when they know there's going to be a backlash and when they know it's not going to lead them to not being popular. So especially right now, I'm really thankful to have him on the show because he's, he has been under fire. And uh, look, um, you, you don't get to fight the dragon without getting wounded. And that's, and that's one of the scary things that's, you know, if you're going to go down this road, that's, that's part of the fight. But Alexia, why don't you introduce him and then, uh, and then let's, let's get rock and rolling. You know, it's funny, the timing of this. I posted yesterday on my Instagram uh, the quote from Plato no one is more hated than he who speaks the truth. And I find that to be so truth, so truthful, especially being amongst probably the most influential uh, people in our state. Eric, I think you I would Jason, say Eric for sure. Absolutely. So I think 
in order to hold that badge of being influential, you need to take the bullets of also being the martyr for truth. So, yeah. um, so Eric obviously needs no introduction. Eric Mutsos currently lives in Southern Utah with his wife, Stacy of almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's incredible. And they're four children. Uh, Eric, I love this. Eric loves to write, sing, read, work out, and of course get, uh, thoughtful <laughs> debates going on social media. <laughs> However, he spends most of his free time in Facebook jail thinking of ways to reoffend. I'm done with Facebook. I mean, Facebook's <laughs> completely, they're, they're finished. I, I mean, hardly, that's how I hardly do anything. It's going to happen with that, all of these, you know, every channel that's happening. It's, it, it's just one after the next. That's why I have so many different accounts. You, you do a good job with that. Yeah. Your yeah. backups need backups, <laughs> 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 but I feel like you really, you really rose to fame or infamy, I should say in, in 2020, um, when you received a call from one of your friends still on the Salt Lake police department advised you uh, that Salt Lake had set up a snitch line for people who are not socially distancing and police would actually respond to these calls. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit today. Uh, this fired him up and Eric decided to call the number and turn himself in for a rally they were about to hold. You actually remind me of Phil Lyman a little bit like that. Yeah, You guys are our true patriots. I love Phil. Yeah, Phil's yeah. great. Um, Eric then created the group Utah Revival, which focuses on helping small businesses and standing up for individual God-given rights. The group started out uh, doing protest against the very unconstitutional mandates and eventually put out the first music concert in America with none other than Colin Ray himself. Utah Revival now has uh, almost 40,000 members, pretty much the whole well, state yeah, of Utah. It's pre- well, it's pretty much taken down. I mean, it's you can make a post and it's... That, that's how you know you made it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Social media these days. That's exactly. Honestly, the, if, if it's truthful and it's important it will probably be censored that was probably one of the most disturbing few years was that was covid and how especially our state responded i was so unbelievably disappointed at the this like the city on a hill right we should be the city on a hill a beacon of liberty and freedom of of choice and man it was like the entire i don't know how to articulate this correctly but it was like fear fear has a certain vibration right it has a certain frequency or a certain spirit to it and when we bow down i call it the gods of covid because it is i mean they're, they're, these are this is its own religion right with with you know from the mask to the this is going to save oh, yeah. us um it's his own religion and when we as a state bowed down to it, I felt like our fear level just went all the way down here. And at that point, when, when you're in that state of fear, you can, inter- you can inject anything into society because how far did we fall from COVID into all of the gender stuff? I mean, everything right. just boom. Right. Fear the is the fake, foundation the of fake racism, the fake the, everything from election to everything just it just came in and so that's why it was that's why i think the devil did what he did was he just brought everybody into this state of fear and we've kind of a lot of people just kind of stayed there yeah right well you know it's funny you mentioned that and you reminded me just i think this week this month uh, are you familiar with the golden spike oh as far as like the the trains it's it's a i guess a basically a false (laughs) idol um, it's been a monument on the steps of the Utah State Capitol building, um, and it is pretty much a golden calf. It's a false idol. 
Um, and the goal of it is uniting a nation. So it's funny now the symbolism of something like that that's showing up in our capital after all of the, everything right. we're talking about, what we've experienced these last few years. Yeah, and what we found, at least what I've seen, I cannot believe the level of like of sound asleepness, I guess you could say, how many people in the state of Utah are asleep to the things that are happening. Like what, I, what I've seen in the last few years is how... I don't know if there's any other way to say it, deep state, that this state is. Yeah. How deep state the state of Utah is and how in bed a lot of these politicians are with these global agendas. Right. How well, much do you think is well, they're in bed or how much do you think it's that they're actually ignorant? Well, I want, I want, to, I want to do this. I want, let's, let's introduce the station and then I want to actually hit on that and actually start diving into Absolutely. that because we need, we need to hit our station sponsor. So I want to shoot out a thank you to our show sponsor, Innovive. Uh, they, they have been they have been helping us get the message of truth out, and I want to thank them for doing that. Um, and if you're not familiar with them, you can look them up innovive.com. And to me, it's not really about just having purified water anymore. It's it's when you know what's in the water, and how it's you look at society, how we are becoming the mental health issues, the sickness. Um, it, it, to, it's, to me, it's it's becoming a necessity to have clean your water show a shout out to interview thank you for doing that and then make sure you're following us on our all of our socials mainly rumble which is we are the people ut <laughs> so with that being said you one of the things you said eric is you said people are asleep and i want to start i want to kind of start the show off because one of the things that i really respect about you is you really dive i think more into the spiritual aspect of, of what's going on and and i think after the last few shows we've done especially on on the CS, the Church of Satan here in Utah. Mm. What a sad, you, what, like, what a sad, I interviewed a gal who had that happen to her. As, as a police, working with the police? No, just or? on my podcast. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it's devastating. This is a real thing. It's very real. It's happening, um, even right now. And so it's, I think it's amazing you guys touched on it. I, I, I brought it up about a year ago. That whole David Levitt stuff about a year ago on my yeah. Instagram. It was very uncomfortable stuff. Well, you know, we, our whole thing has been fighting against the corruption. And to, to, our, our mission is to defend the Constitution. And you cannot defend the Constitution if you do not expose the people to the corruption and those who are attacking it in our backyard. And it's been amazing because it, it's like we just thought at first that we had, pro, you know, people with problems with our elections. And then you dig in deeper and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And then all of a sudden, it's like not only did this, this global test uh, uh, hub for all these global agendas, like you mentioned earlier, Eric, but then we found out about the this church, the satanic side, and we're like, holy cow! And we realized that so many of our that this is actually the organization, this darkness that is actually running a lot of the political stuff we're on uh, top that we're fighting. We're like, why are we? You know, we're fighting all this stuff with Cox and all these political, uh, you know, corrupt people. But the real root of the of the problem in Utah is truly like you said this is a battle of light and dark and you look right now across the world when you see jay-z and you see beyonce and you see sam smith literally up on the stage with satanic symbols dressed as satan i mean satan is literally being exposed that we are fighting against darkness this is no longer right versus left this is the people versus the ruling elite and the ruling elite clearly are aligning themselves with with the adversary and so so I want to jump into this as we introduce the show today and really dive in it's, it's with this quote by Ezra Taft Benson and talking about the importance of America and, the, and that the Constitution will be saved and our, our, our 
God-given responsibility to defend that constitution. He says, I testify that wickedness is rapidly expanding in every segment of our society. It is more highly organized, more cleverly disguised, and more powerfully promoted than ever before. Secret combinations, lusting for power, gain, and glory are flourishing. A secret combination that seeks to overthrow the freedom of all lands, nations, and countries is increasing in its evil influence and control over America and the entire world. And then when you read about this stuff with the uh, you know, Church of Satan here in Utah and the, and the depths of evil there, and then you also realize that so much of that Utah is supposed to be the birthplace of the fourth industrial revolution mm-hmm. in this new godless society. Mm-hmm. Transhumanism. The transhumanism. With 17 sustainable goals. Right, of, and it's of, all oh being f- based right here in our backyard. So with that being said, and then this also, and then he, then he uh, you know, highlights Ether 18, 8, 18 oh, to 25. Now you're, getting, now you're getting religious. All right, so this is clearly a battle of light and dark. Tell us your thoughts. What do you see? What is concerning you the most? Well, look. Let's freaking go. The Book of Mormon, you know, I know there's a lot of viewers that don't believe in it, but you're in Utah, so you have to understand how, it's part so, of the culture how some of us It's tick. part of the culture. The Book of Mormon is a warning to America on ourselves. If you just go back through, I mean, it's basically two civilizations that came here to America, the promised land that we believe, and God always chooses a group of people to try and build a Zion-type society. Basically what that means is a, a place where we can all voluntarily, voluntarily unite under God without this overpowering government to force us what to do, right? You've heard of the law of consecration, stuff like that. It just means that you're going to share with other people, but it's not going to be done by force. What's happened, in my opinion, is Satan, he has created, it's basically his plan from the beginning that he he's going to mimic exactly what God's doing, but he's doing it by force. And so this New World Order stuff, this is basically his plan that has now fruitioned it's now finally being implemented. His plan from the beginning, which is right. you don't get it. You, whatever I tell you to do, you're going to do it, and that's how you're going to make it back. That's why I felt this when COVID hit. It was so dark to me because it was like, whoa, you guys are telling me that I have to do these medical procedures from social distancing to masks to the you-know-what um, in order to be not only a good citizen – but also to be a spiritual person, to be good on a, on a re, on a religious level because you're obedient to that. And so then you've got the government telling all churches from all denominations what to do, and to, to, and then they're relaying that to us as if it's a spiritual thing. I mean, Governor Cox, I don't know if you remember, he he made this comparable that I've never seen a parallel in our day. Have you ever heard him say? Did he? No. I don't oh yeah. Tell, tell me. He about basically this. said the mask is. What Moses held up. It's no. A, yes, he said it's equivalent to what Moses held up, the staff. And if we will just look can, to it can, to can be you, saved. Can, do we have that? Can you yeah, find yeah, that? Yeah, I'll Let's, find it right okay, now. We'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll just we'll, put it on we'll right now. On. So, so he's now Jeez, equating. crazy. He's now equating these, the, the, the gods of COVID to, to this. And so now the state of Utah, boom, hook, line, and sinker. And so that's what Ezra Taft Benson was saying. And I have another quote really quick. Yeah. So if you don't know who Ezra Taft Benson is, he's, he's a he was a patriot prophet, right? He he knew he could see these things that were about. He was the last. He, he was, was really the last 
Patriots. Like this. Yeah, that was like really this, calling that was just out. warning. Guys, that, communism is coming. Silent. Communism is coming. Because before him, David O. McKay, I mean, it was like all the all the past prophets. Yeah, and so people are like, well, why aren't they stuff? talking about it now? They already did. And nobody listened. Well, few. We weren't ready. So he said this. We have too many potential spiritual giants who should be more vigorously lifting their homes, the kingdom, and their country. We must be shaken and awakened from a spiritual snooze. 1977, he said that. Jeez. So five years before I was born? I mean, so... Well, but that, but uh, the key there is we, we must be shaken awake because we're asleep. Right. Which so, is what I love about that one with that scripture, too. I would that you awaken, meaning we're asleep, to our awful situation. situation. Meaning that... He knew we would be asleep. He knew we wouldn't see this stuff. That's right. And so so going back to the Book of Mormon for those, even if you're not Mormon or, you know, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, read the Book of Mormon. Well, here's... Can, 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 and can, just look at the parallels. Because, you know, Alex is Jewish. You know, we have a lot of great friends. We go to Awaken Church all the time. I'm, I'm obviously LDS. But I think the reason this stuff matters, and I think it's important to bring this up, regardless what denomination you are, if you care about freedom and you and you understand that the only way to save the Constitution is by getting control of your backyard. We're not going to get control of our backyard unless we wake up the 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 if, unless we break through the culture of Utah. That's right. And part of the, the the biggest part of the culture of Utah is is we have some very good LDS people who are asleep, mm-hmm. and because they are asleep, they are being misled by leadership through the, whether it's the Romneys, the Coxes. The, you know, they're being misled. And they're allowing this corruption to grow. So the reason it's important to bring these spiritual aspects up that are, that are uniquely LDS is because we happen to be in a, in, this is obviously a largely LDS population. And if we're going to change things, we have to wake up that LDS population. So whether and you're LDS or not, right. it's beneficial and be the change, for them to see their own doctrine. And be the change from within. Instead of, see, I see so many people attacking the church and it's like, don't be the change from within, right? The we as men, we're all, we're all corrupt, right? It says in the scriptures, the flesh, the flesh is corrupt. So we're all corrupt, but God wasn't. And so he has a standard that we try, that we try to, to get to, even though we all fall short of this standard, which is Christ, right? But he says in Ether chapter 8, this is Moroni speaking, yeah, by it. the way, verse 23, Wherefore, O ye Gentiles, so that's us, the Jews and the Gentiles, we're the Gentiles, it is wisdom in God that these things should be shown unto you, that thereby you may repent of your sins. Mm. And this is another thing. We're all sinners. We all have something that we're dealing with. Not I don't me. care. Not me, bro. Besides you. <laughs> we all it's have something, right? And if you don't think you got something, you probably got a lot more, more, right? That is your sin. And Dang it. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's like Nephi, you know, oh, wretched man that I, Nephi was one of the greatest men in the scriptures. And he said, oh, wretched man that I am. I grovel in my sins. Mm-hmm. We don't want to admit that we're sinners. We want to point out everybody yeah. else's sins, yeah. which we all are. We're all sinners. But he's saying that you may repent of your sins. So that's first, because okay. that was Jesus's very first message. Repent on a daily basis, by the way, that these and suffer that these murderous combinations shall get above you. This is really important because from abortion to... I always have to do this because you're on YouTube, right? Right, right. <laughs> but we know what this means. Mm-hmm. From abortion, did you know? Do you know how many? Okay, since COVID, March, March of 2020, do you know how many abortions have been worldwide? Try to take a guess. Since COVID, 
Just try to take a guess. Worldwide. A lot. 350 million abortions have taken place. This is according Jeez. to who? The WHO webpage. Wow, that's they, crazy. They, they cite about 100 million abortions per year. What was it before that? It's it's about the same. It's it's. It, I'm just what, why I say COVID is because you had so many leaders from all all kinds of walks of life talking about life life during COVID, health, 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 life, life, life. Yet we go. But ahead yet and murder we don't innocence. even talk about that. So I think what what Moroni is talking about is murderous combination shall get above you, which means if you allow this stuff to get above, I, I, I you, mean, you can talk about murderous combinations and you. Look what's going on in our own backyard with like literally people being sacrificed by some of our political leaders who are part of this Church of Satan. What I mean, this this is this is this is I mean, this is couldn't be more explicit what he's saying when he talks about murderous combination. It's not just abortion; it's literally you've got people here in Utah doing unthinkable things. Well, abortion is an ordinance for those. CS and abortion it happened an in Moses's time. Abortion is an ordinance. Whether it's through the Church of Satan or whether it's ignorant people participating in them. Or yeah. back in Moses' time, like you were just saying. So the government has, this is not new. They, they, they put an extermination on babies in Moses' yeah. time. They put an extermination on babies in Jesus' right. time. So it's the same thing that's happening right now. And in China, we, we see and the in same China. And I think it's actually worse. So then he says this. So if you allow these things to get above you, so that means we're all down here, right? And if you and if you allow this stuff to get above you to where you can't do anything about it, you can't even question an election. You're, then he says this: the the destruction will come upon you. Yea, even the sword of justice of the eternal God shall fall upon you to overthrow the destruction. If you shall suffer these things to be. So, so can I, can I add a, th a thought here? Uh -huh. Because we talk a lot about the Constitution, and I believe you know even God Himself. Talk about it being an inspired document. The founding fathers knew all professed that his hand was involved with that, creating that document. One of the things in the Declaration of Independence and, and our founding documents make clear is that there is a correlation, there is a relationship. God, then his children, mm. all sons and daughters of deity, and then and then the government below us to serve us, to, pr to protect our God-given inalienable rights. That government was literally below us. And one of the things, as you read that scripture about getting above us, mm -hmm. you when you show up at the Capitol, and we had uh, when and you've got people like uh, uh, Brown, uh, Mike Brown, Mike Brown showing up, and then several of us showing the Capitol, and you have politicians talking down to the people, almost as how dare you be here? Lobbyists talking down to people, how dare these people be here? Interrupting our the way we do oh, things, yeah. arresting someone for wearing a We the People shirt. Oh, yeah. You can't help but think that this. This government that was supposed to be below the people has gotten above my, us. My old senator Evan Vickers, he wore a little outfit at like a king to make fun of, and he said something about peasants. No, they, there is a clear mockery with a lot of our representatives, which is why we're so frustrated. Is they mock the people, mm -hmm. a blatant disregard for their their constituents. Yeah, and and I think the reason why they do that, by the way, is because they know. This is a form of justification because they know they should be standing on this side. So when you're when you're not standing on the correct truth, you have to blame somebody else. And that's that's what they're doing. They're blaming yeah. they're blaming people that are just trying to stand up for the state of Utah. People day. who are trying to put the government back in its proper order. So for so this is verse twenty five. So Ether eight twenty five. For it cometh to pass that whoso buildeth it up to seeketh to overthrow the freedom. So this is why it's important. 
even if you're not, you know, LDS, the freedom of, of all lands, nations, countries, and bring it to pass the destruction of all people, for it is built up by the devil, who is the father of all lies, even the same liar who beguiled our... So that's why I'm trying to say this is the devil's plan. The new world order is the devil's plan. It's a mimic. It's a mimic of God's order. And, and it goes in complete alignment with... with uh, Book of Revelations about the number of the beast. Oh yeah, it's the number of the beast system. That's you chapter thirteen. Buy or sell without yeah, it. That's chapter thirteen. You know, one of the things that sticks out to me is you know, you read these scriptures that sh- that were written, you like you said, for us in our day, and how just the irony that the one people that should be aware of this, mm-hmm. this also happens to be the birthplace of all of this secret combination is literally out of Nat- Natalie Gosher, who's a member of uh, the of Vision, Utah. Vision Utah, a board member saying that the fourth industrial revolution, the birthplace will be here, which is the fourth industrial revolution is this new world order that's coming in. It's coming. And, and, and just like God, you know how God has patterns. Yeah. So does the devil. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I'm not saying that this is, I'm not saying what I'm going to show you right now is true as far as the exact pattern, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Show us what Th- you got. Third, ne- third Nephi chapter four. So this so just to, to let people know, and this is why it's so, this is why patterns matter. This is why scriptures matter because it gives us an idea of, it's a type and a shadow. You know what that is? How here's the type. Like if I hold up a pen and then there's a shadow behind it, this is the type. I think that it's very possible that we might be, and I say might be because I don't know, but, and in the, so this is 35 chapter four, verse 16. And in the 21st year, what do we know about 21. Agenda. Agenda 21, okay. Yeah. So, so this is when Jesus was 21 years old in Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. So, and in the 21st year, they did not come up to battle, but they came up on all sides to lay siege round about the people of Nephi. So who are they? Have you ever heard that? Like, who are they, you know, to your friends that you like, well, they're, 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 they're after us. Who are they? <laughs> this is the same thing. So, so they did not come up to battle, but they came up on all sides to lay siege. For, for they did suppose that if they should cut off the people of Nephi, who was God's people, from their lands and should hem them on every side, and if they should cut them off from all of their outward privileges, that they could cause them to yield themselves up according to their wishes. So what happened in 20 and 21? Our economy. We started getting cut off. Remember, we couldn't even get stuff in 21? Mm, interesting. Isn't that crazy? Interesting. So now go to chapter 6 real quick, um, verse 14. So this is nine years later. So this is when Jesus was starting his mortal ministry in Jerusalem, but in America, okay, this is what's happening. And thus there became a great inequality in all the land. Mm -hmm. Insomuch the church began to be broken up, yea, insomuch that in the 30th year the church was was broken up in all the land. Save it were a few of the Lamanites who were converted unto the true faith. Well, why would... Why would God say true faith? Well, because there was all there was kind of a pulpit faith. Oh, that's fascinating. There was a that's there was a faith like almost a Pharisaical faith of just people that were probably going through all the motions that had not been born again. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So it says, "Save it were a few of the Lamanites who were converted unto the true faith, and they would not depart from it, for they were firm and steadfast, immovable, willing with all diligence to keep the commandments of the Lord, not the government." Mm. So then, in verse twenty. And I just recommend you guys reading verse or chapters four through eleven, even if you're not a Latter Day Saint, and just look at the parallels. Um, and there began to be men inspired from heaven sent forth, standing among the people, 
And they were testifying down the resurrection of Christ, and they did testify boldly of his death and sufferings. And then in verse 21, but there were many that were angry. They were exceedingly angry because of those who testified of these things. Chief judges, those who had been high priests, so there were some in the church that were upset. That there was interesting, and lawyers. So that they, that's who were mad at the guys that were saying that Jesus is the way. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So yeah. so then uh, then they break into tribes in chapter seven, verse two and three. But this is what's really interesting, okay? And this goes into what I think Revelations is talking about. Um, it says this, and now this secret combination which had brought such a great iniquity upon the people. So this is after the government started to crumble. So look what it what. Let me ask you, what do you think the government would want to do once everything starts to crumble? I'm talking about the deep state. Well, I mean, chaos is always leads to the need for total control. And this right? secret combination, which had brought such a great iniquity upon the people, did gather themselves together and did place at the head a man who they did call Jacob. And they did call him their king. Yeah, I mean, that's the order. That's the order. Chaos leads to control. Therefore, he became a king over this wicked band, and he was over the chiefest who had given voice against the prophets who testified of Jesus. Then, what's really interesting, and this is where I think it implicates quite possibly Utah, because there's going to be a cleansing within our own, um, in chapter 9, but then God sends a man named Nephi, who, who is now using the power of God, so there's you know, the opposition in all things, you know, and then I'll just end it with this. So what do you think God does very first? So once there's a king, and then and then you got Nephi, who's got like the real priesthood of God, people have made their decision now. I can imagine just every, okay, now you've picked a side of, of who you're going to serve. You're going to serve God, or, you're going to serve God or government. Well, then what do you think God does very first? Do tell. Third Nephi chapter nine, verse three. Behold, that great city of Zarahemla have I caused to be burned with fire and the inhabitants thereof. Burn it all down. Zarahemla was the hub of the church. Mm. And then, boom, chapter four, or verse 4, Moroni, I've caused to be sunk in the depths, Moroniha. So God, he basically went after his own people because he that's what you do. Uh, that's he went after his own people. From within. Yep. And so th- it happened in Jerusalem because they were the, his people too. What's the, the, what's, what's the scripture about the in the last days about tempest and earthquakes and all these things? And he says, and it will begin in my house. What is that, what um, is that scripture? Well, there's, yeah, so it's DNC 112, I think. So if you go to DNC 112, verse 23 through tw- uh, 20, 23 through 28, I think. Let me find it. Jeez, dude. I'm impressed. That's very impressive. Um, so DNC 112, 23 through 28. And this says, um, verily I say unto you, darkness covereth the earth and gross darkness the minds of the people and all flesh has become corrupt before my face. I mean, you look not at you. some flesh, right. all flesh. This is why Jesus said there is none good, but God, we're all corrupted. I don't care who you are. We're all messed up people. And that's, nobody wants to address that. Behold, vengeance cometh speedily upon the inhabitants of the earth, a day of wrath, burning, desolation, weeping, mourning, and as a lamentation, and as a whirlwind it shall come upon all the face of the earth, saith the Lord. And upon my house, this is 25, and upon my house shall it begin. 
And from my house shall it go forth, saith the Lord. First among those of you, saith the Lord, who have professed to know my name and have not known me and have blasphemed against me in the midst of my house, saith the Lord. So then my favorite two verses, because I get so many messages like, what's going on in the church? Like all this kind of progressivism and... You know, right, the, this being tied to the United Nations, the, the BYU, like the, the what's Marxism happening? BYU. It's unbelievable. And so people send me messages like, what's going on? And all I can say is like, look, there's going to be a cleansing. But verse 27, therefore, see to it that you trouble not yourselves concerning the affairs of my church. Okay, interesting. So that gives me peace because it's like, yeah, you see this stuff happening. But I, my personal belief, this is his house. This is I, I I'm not going anywhere. The, the way I see it is we have a responsibility to control our government, the government of man, and God has the responsibility to control the government of his church. That's right. And so that's why it's like... like it's, it's his mess to clean You know, you can, see, you can see corruption within every organization. It doesn't matter. I mean, corruption, what, what is, how do you define that? It's, it's, it, but just because that's happening doesn't mean that we need to attack i mean there will always be judas iscariots right there will always be you know traitors from within well how many how how many apostles left jesus for a time right well even even joseph smith had 10 out of 12 i think yeah and so so what i'm saying is organizations right now in my opinion we have to have our faith in christ you know what reminds me of too is is the um parable one of the things when i think of the second coming i think of the parable of the ten virgins Mm. and and the, and the meaning of that has evolved me over time. But it's, when, when I look now at, at that parable, what I think about is this. I think about, you know, you, you had all of these people who were invited. I mean, these were a very select group of people who were invited to the feast. This wasn't just like open to the public. This was a select group of people who were invited to the, the wedding feast. And why were they not prepared? They're, they're, why they, they, you, half of them did not have oil and and the way i look at that is this is i look at that as your compass your moral compass if my compass is if if i'm relying on your compass or my neighbor's compass or my dad's compass or on tim ballard's compass or on you know on on a church leader compass you look at the stuff we did with the church of satan there's how many there were stake presidents in there Mm -hmm. there's someone who i found out is a a sealer at this at the saratoga temple allegedly Mm -hmm. who's Mm -hmm. who's part of that if my compass is reliant on them not god i'll you you will not make it you have Mm -hmm. to have your own compass that is connected to God that is connected to the spirit that is that regardless of what the world says you know what is right you know what is wrong you're not relying on on other men for your for your faith in Christ and for who, who you are and where you're going and and I think that's where we are as a nation I think of the parable of the 10 versions I think do you have your own testimony that is that regardless of every if, if there was a split if there was a fraction if this thing went deep do you have your own that regardless of, of the of men you will stand strong and you, that you will not be moved. And I think that's what's coming. I think that's, and you see how many people is kind of here. It's obvious. There were people that, and, and sadly, I mean, this is something that we just kind of don't talk about. And by the way, I I need, I need to, because I mentioned Tim Bell. I'm not saying he did or didn't, but there's so many people who like my, if, 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 you know, there are like, we just can't, Oh, I can't imagine this person being bad and this person, there's no way he's bad. Guess what? People are broken. People are falling. And if, and if your faith is, is reliant on another person being some superhero, whether it's, 
whether it's a you know someone who's anyone but any Christ, man, any <laughs> anyone man, but Christ, you're in trouble. You're on you're on you are on on unsteady ground. Yeah, and that's the beautiful part about repentance is like it's you cannot sink lower than the atonement. You can't. I don't care who you are. He he paid it, and so. But but going back to the man thing, I want to I want to. This is a, these are scriptures I think are very important that I think we miss also in the Book of Mormon, in First Nephi chapter eight. Okay, this is the vision of the tree of life. So this is Lehi having a vision, but before he had the actual vision, it came to pass that I saw a man. Okay, so this is First Nephi chapter eight verse five, and he was dressed in a white robe. And he came and stood before me, and it came to pass that he spake unto me and bade me follow him. And as I and it came to pass that as I followed him, I beheld myself, I was in a dark and dreary waste. So what happened? <laughs> he saw a man, he was dressed really pretty in white, and he followed him into darkness. And after I had traveled for the space of many hours in the darkness, I began to pray unto the Lord that he would have mercy upon me according to the multitude of his tender mercies. Then he saw the vision. That's interesting. I never, Isn't that amazing? I never thought about it that way. So he followed a man. And to me, if a, if a man, whether it's anyone, anyone that you follow or anyone you listen to, if they're not pointing you to Christ to get your answers, you have to go to God. Just like well, this. Well, no, no, I don't think even if they are pointing, you always, you have to have your own witness. That's what I'm it saying. It is in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And one of those witnesses needs to be your own you cannot just rely on other people's, even if even if you. Believe I had they, one of my friends call me really upset with me about the the VAC. Yeah, I mean, what what like and yeah, said, this was dude, huge what are when you, you had what the are people you at the top of the church what, pushing it. What are you doing? Like you're going against your church, and I'm like, you guys. I said, dude, what if you died? You have your own. But I said, what if you died? He said, well, I would have I would have followed what I was told. I'm like, do you think that's what gets you to be saved? I'm like, we are. We are judged on our works and the desires of our hearts. That's how we're judged. But we are saved by the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. I also think as a culture, we've come away from the foundation in the LDS community of, you know, when you look at Nephi, when Lehi had his vision and said, we need to leave, what did Nephi do? Nephi prayed and received his own witness. That's right. When Lehi had a vision of the tree of life, Nephi prayed to get his own confirmation. And I think, and that's to me, the, the blueprint is, yes, you know, we, we follow follow the prophet, but not blindly. We receive our own confirmation. And I feel like we've, I mean, so, the, and I think we saw this in COVID is like, you see, you know, the, the brothers say, oh, get the, get the jab. Yeah, and, and I believe, and look, look, I believe they truly, truly believe But they're it. men. They, but I, and, and, but and I believe bottom line they is truly believe My compass, it. my compass said no. My compass A said no. A lot of people's. And, and, and this to me is, my, you know, God gave me the light of Christ. And, and to deny my the light of Christ God gave me because I'm following someone else is is exactly the parable the ten versions would be. Well, and it's the, the vision that we're now talking about. And this is why I think people have to have their own light, their own compass. And if you're just relying on someone else and they're telling you to go join the United Nations and let's go participate in, in uh, getting these jabs, I don't I, I, so in the I vision, don't know. So in the vision, I believe that vision is actually for us in our day. So I want you to think about that vision really quick. And I know these are uncomfortable topics. It is. Talk, but it's like, look, like it's some, but these are things. <laughs> what are your thoughts, babe? I mean. Because you come at this from a very different perspective. I, I have an outsider's perspective. Yeah. And I first read the, the Book of Mormon actually during COVID. 
um, from a very, I just had no expectations. Yeah, Jewish perspective. Um, and with the, with the Jewish, with growing up Jewish, you, you only read the first, what, five books of the Torah. So you have a very isolated perspective. And for me, my biggest takeaway was, well, first of all, it read like a novel, which I thought was pretty interesting. And the cycle of, you know, I guess it's the pride cycle. Um, but reading about all the secret combinations, about all the warnings, and living in Utah, I'm like, how, how are we as a as a culture, as a society, so blind to the warnings in the book that are so blatant? And I looked around and and I saw such passive, aggressive, and passive resistance to every direction that was coming from the from the church. So it was very confusing to me because I saw it blatantly spelled out in the scriptures, but yet society seemed to do the opposite, to heeding to those warnings. It's like, it's like in Utah, the one, it's like that video from John Christ about like Utah. I don't know if you saw the when he came to Utah, the comedian, and he's like, what in the heck happened to Utah? Yeah. Like the one state that used to be like so firm on all these principles and the constitution is like the first state to throw up the white flag and give into all this stuff and be like, oh, we you know, love our gays, you know, pr- well, that's promote what, all that's this LGBT. What hap- that's what happened, like, you know, what, nine years ago it was? What? Just the whole, uh, that's kind of where it started with me was like, hey, I had an assignment to, because when I was a, a cop, you know, I had an assignment oh. to lead the gay parade. And I, in my heart, I was like, I saw that and I'm like, I can't do this. I'll be there to protect it, but I am not going to be, I did not want to be in it. So I switched spots and then all hell broke loose. Now I'm all over national news for being a bigot. You are a bigot. <laughs> 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 and, um, and so, but that was nine years ago. I saw it, dude. I saw in my mind, this is going to be a huge wave. Yeah. And people were mad at me. Conservatives were mad at me. Dude, my, some of my own like kind of extended family blocked me on social media yeah. because they thought I was bigoted. And I'm like, no, 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 this is going to, this is coming and it's going to get way worse. Yeah. And it's got way worse because people don't have the courage to stand up against it. So and push back. So is that when the sifting began? Or, I mean, obviously the sifting has been going on for years, but has that been when the sifting really was expedited? Was during COVID in the oh. church? Oh, yeah. I Look, the war is about freedom. The, we, we fought for liberty in heaven. The kingdom of God is liberty, which means you you have to not only know that there are certain laws to abide by, but you have to make your own decisions. In the Bible, in First. In 1 Corinthians 15, 40, it talks about the kingdoms of God, the celestial, the terrestrial, and then there's a telestial. So if you're not LDS, I understand, and you'll, you can disagree. But in the celestial kingdom where kings and queens reside, that's liberty. Well, but that's this. Does that, that make sense? Well, that's, that is, that's actually the system of, of, of government our founding fathers gave us, is they rejected the idea that there was a king who was sovereign, and we all had to obey the king. And... and the founding fathers gave us the principle that each individual is a sovereign, is a king. That's right. And that is the principle that the founding fathers had is that, that what right does one king have to another king, one sovereign to another to rule and reign over them in, or to tell them what they can or can't do. That's right. And the government was created to protect each king's ki- kingdom. That's it. Not Below rule, them. Not rule not over. Not rule it. over them, but protect our kingdom from other kingdoms. That's right. And, and, that's, and that's the principle of government our founding fathers gave us. That's exactly right. And I say this with respect, but even if like the first presidency who I love and sustain, I'll disagree politically with stuff. Right. But if they came over to either one of our houses 
and they knocked on the door and they came in, who presides in the house? You do. You do. Yeah. And that's with respect. Yeah. This is my house. Right. I preside over my house. And they, they, would, they would acknowledge that too. Right. Are you going to do the prayer? Right. So this is, but people don't understand the order. And so what I'm saying is that right now is that, is that we are being tested by God to see if we are going to maintain and be able to be leaders in our own little kingdoms. That's why we're here. We're being tested. Do you care about liberty? Do you care about these things? And if you do, then I will give you this. I mean, in the New Testament. And so if, I mean, this goes, this goes back to the book of Revelation, which is ver, uh, chapter 3, verse 21. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I have overcame and sat down with my father in his throne. Isn't that amazing? That is. Because God's saying, hey, I want to give you the keys of the kingdom, but you need to prove yourself. And you need to do it by not being told what to do anymore. Now, I understand there's a principle of fellowship. We're to follow Christ, right? And to live in harmony with the principles of truth. That's right. We are to live in harmony with the principles of truth. And, uh, and, and again, that, that means being true to your own compass, which is in alignment with those eternal truths. Amen. And what? it is alignment with God and alignment with, and then that's what, again, these are the principles our country was founded upon. That's right. Which is basically sweep up your Natural own Natural law. Sweep up. So in other words, repent, have faith in Christ, repent, then the baptism, then the baptism of fire. So it's, there's a whole process of getting cleansed on an individual level over and over and over. And we're just not doing it properly. As a, because we're not looking inwardly and saying, oh, geez, I do have a big problem. Like, we're, we're all messed up, dude. We're, we're messed up people. Well, and I feel like, look, again, I want to have Alexia share because I know she's been taking some notes. But the more we've gotten into this, the more we've realized it's not left and right. We figured that out a long time ago. This is, you know, the, the common man versus the elite. And now what I'm starting to see even more is this is about good versus evil, you know, light versus dark. And you cannot choose to fight on the side of light without being aligned with the light inside inside of yourself and with God. Mm. But Alexi, what you've been taking some notes. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm hardly a scriptorian. I'm I'm on a way different level than you two. So I just I feel like I'm drinking from a fire. I'm not, hose. I'm not either. So <laughs> I I am actually I do have a lot of good friends that are scriptorians, and I try to get on their level and elevate. But I I've been living such a uh, myopic view of of scriptures for so much of my life that you know everything is new to me. Revelations is new to me. New Testament is new to me. More, Book of Mormon is new to me. Um, but I know there are warnings in there. You know there are warnings for our time, like you've alluded to. So what's next from here? I mean, we're already seeing genocide occurring in the Middle East. Uh, I feel like we're right on the precipice of of an antichrist appearing. Um, what kind of chaos can we expect and have we been warned about? So what's next? Well, I, I say go to third Nephi because I think it's very possible we're on that timeline. And I think within the next several years, the economy might come back for a brief time. That's possible because it. just, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Trump comes back. I don't know. I don't but, so. but, but regardless, I, it's going to get really crazy. And so I've, been, I've just been trying to tell people, get get a food storage, minimum a year, at least a year of food, and then get right with God. Because I think we are going to witness some of, we are going to witness 
things that the Bible can, can't even articulate. And, and it's, it's scary, but at the same time, it's kind of exciting that we're alive. It really it is. It honestly is. Yeah. Like it's, it's an incredible time to be, to, to, to live and have 1%, less than 1% of humanity that's lived on the faces, lived on the face of this earth has had the freedoms we have. And to, and to be alive at the height of the Roman empire, which mm-hmm. this is the greatest empire in the history of the world. Mm-hmm. And to be alive at that, not only the height, but also witness the fall, mm. like, and to be awake, to see it, not just to be a sheep or, or, you know, someone who's just sleepwalking through it, but to be awake. And even more importantly, to be helping shape that, to playing a role. Alexi, I want to get your thoughts too, because there's so much going, you brought up, you know, what's going on in, in the world, Israel. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on what's going on right now in the Middle East? And Well, I mean, what, what is truth? You know, what we are experiencing now is unprecedented because we don't, we have technology and we have this abundance of propaganda. So it's hard to even distinguish truth. But what we do know that's going on is, is genocide. Um, depending on who you talk to, it's which, which faith is being uh, persecuted. But what I, my bigger concern is how that will enter the conversation here in, in the States. You know, we've had Trent Staggs on the show uh, with his ICE memo that he exposed about what's going on here in Utah and the potential for terror cells in Utah. Mm-hmm. And I know this is a bit of a tangent of what we're talking about from Scripture, um, but it's all but it in is, there. It's related. This is like the, we are living in prophetic times. It's, it's prophesized. So, you know, we've, we delved into that with, with Trent uh, on that show. And Eric, especially with your background working with the police, you know, you saw this in your time when you were working in Salt Lake. There is no plan. Like we are, this is like a Trojan horse to me. Mm-hmm. Like there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of, of even just men. Why are we seeing these videos of just men coming in right. without, without kids and without women? It's, it's very creepy to me. Um, w- when I worked just on some like drug operations, we'd help like the narcotics guys and we'd do these takedowns of like, of people coming in from Honduras, like selling the dope, the, they'd put you know the balloons in their mouth, and they'd do the drug deal, and we'd arrest you know, ten twenty of them for the night. Put out a bulletin. We arrested this many people. Within a few weeks, those same people are right back. Yeah, so and so so there is no plan. They don't have enough beds. They don't have enough beds, and so the governor has got to get it together. You know, we want to be so inclusive, but we. We don't know who these people are. I foresee the same thing that happened in Israel happening here on a mass scale. It's the scariest thing to think about, but all they need to do is just do it all at once. Oh, it's it's hard all to at not once. See they just coming, and it could just happen in like seventy-five schools across the country at one time, and it's just going to throw us into a complete hell, chaotic mess. Well, and what states will it most likely be the worst in? Those who are have have the most open border policies, those who are the states that have, you know, what, they're, they they're, don't believe in guns. Well, and, but, and, but that's why Utah, you know, sanctuary it's the sanctuary state. states that we hit the hardest. And that's why to me, it was so frustrating when Trent Staggs, when the ICE director came to Trent Staggs and says that Utah is acting as one of the four worst sanctuary states in the country. Wow. 67% of criminals that they're arresting are being f- released back onto our streets. Mm-hmm. Criminals. That's the criminals. So, you know, when, and we know that they've got uh, Hamas and uh, who are the other group that's coming? Hezbollah. Hezbollah. A huge group of them that are coming through the border. And 
one of the things the ICE director told Staggs, he says that they are telling them on the other side of the border is go to Utah. Oh go to Utah because they, they will not deport you. So it's like this is, and so people, this is, again, everything points to Utah, whether it's the World Economic Forum pushing, you know, these smart cities, these, you know, which are basically, you know, what China, the, China how China mm -hmm. is controlling its citizens, whether it's the United Nations, whether it's, you know, China uh, saying that they have more influence in Utah than any other state. It's like, whether it's, <laughs> whether it's Envision Utah saying that Utah will be the birthplace of the fourth industrial revolution. It's like, we live in a place where where, where literally you matter a lot. Like you matter. Like that's the cool thing. When, so when you talk about all this spiritual stuff that we're on the, that we are living in the most incredible times in history world. And we happen to be living in the state that is literally ground zero. And if, and if the darkness has a greater footprint here, which we've seen through the last, through the, through the things that are coming through for, through uh, that are becoming exposed like you said, there's opposition to all things. What does that mean? It means some of the greatest warriors are here. Mm -hmm. Those who are awake, you're awake for a reason. You're awake to fight in this fight. Mm -hmm. This is ground zero, and we know who wins. We do, which means that's the people watching this that are going to be rising up, doing what, what you know, Eric has done. People who, who, who have no political experience but are awake. You're awake for a reason, and I believe that they're awake because this is ground zero and, and we will win. So those, those people living who are alive right now, who are, happen to be living in Utah, some people are saying, oh, the, you need to get out of Utah. Look at, look at the evil here. No. Be the change. Be, no, you, you are on the front lines <laughs> of the, the, mo at, at the most important battle in the history of the world. This is not the time to tuck, tell, and run. This is the time to, 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 as it says in the book of Ephesians, put on the armor of God. Mm. Get right with God. Suit up. And let's freaking go to war because you are on the front lines of and, the greatest and battle. And it's not, look, and the, and the greatest battle is this, truth, light, love versus darkness, lies, and I'd And I'd add freedom. That's liberty. Right. So it's, so it's not like we want to go, you want to get into a world war, you're going down. Like I'm talking about if you think that you're going to jump on one side of, I stand with this country, I stand with this country, there is, there, this is the wicked destroying the wicked. So I am against any, any um, innocent murder on in any country. It's gross to me, and and there is no winners. I mean, this is again in the Book of Mormon, <laughs> the first time that this all fell apart with the Jaredite nation. Uh, Ether fifteen fifteen. It says, and they all gathered together, every one to the army which he would, with their wives and their children, both men, women, and children, being armed with weapons of war having shields and breastplates, headplates being clothed after the manner of war. And they did march forth one against another to battle and they fought all the day and conquered not. Mm. They all died because I'm, they, they Satan gives you these false ideas. You got to pick this side or this side when they both lead to death. Yeah. When this comes to our doorstep, they're not going to be knocking on doors and saying, are you a Jew? Are you a Muslim? Oh, okay. Are you a Republican? Are you a Democrat? <laughs> right. It's going to be... Well, the other thing I think people don't realize about the type of warfare we're in right now, you even look back at World War One or World War Two, and we were somewhat gentlemen, especially yeah. back in the Even Civil the Revolutionary War. War. Exactly. Yeah. And what you're seeing with the terrorists uh, in the Middle East, you're seeing just not, 
nothing that you've seen since medieval times with the barbarians, with the beheadings and, and rape and torture. I mean, that's not things that you saw. I mean, occasionally, I'm sure, there were stories during the world wars. But this is a new type of warfare. Maybe not new, but it's a very archaic form of warfare. Yeah, and, and you know, and that's, that brings up a point I want to bring up. Because I've had a lot of people that have said, you know what? Like on the on the sh- on the shows we done in the Church of Satan, uh, we, d- we don't want to watch it. It's too dark, you know. And and, I, and trust me, I understand that. I actually told one of my, um, I've some I've told you know someone very close to me not to watch it because she's she's pregnant, and I don't and I just don't want that. You know, I understand that. But when you look at you know, we were having conversations shortly after all these attacks on on Israel, and it was so gruesome you know, what we were hearing. And it was like, it was, we, it was around the same time we were releasing our shows on, on the church of Satan. It was, which is so gruesome. And I was like, just feeling so heavy. And it was like, why, like, this is almost too much. Like, are, should people be seeing this? Like, is this too much for people to be seeing? Like, is this wrong? And one of the things I, that just came to me was no. Like, what's, what we are seeing, like you said, Alexia, in, in Israel to what they did to the Jews there is coming to our backyard and when it comes to our backyard, there's going to be two types of people. Those who are ment- or have mentally processed this type of wickedness and this type of evil. And those who are completely naive to the evil atrocities of human- humanity. Those who are naive, those who have not mentally prepared themselves, they will panic. They will freak. And they will, and they will collapse. Well, the, they scriptures will be say, the scriptures say that they will point to heaven, curse God, and die. While those men who who have been able to process through what kind of evil lives in our own backyards, prepared. and what's going on when they see that coming, those are the people who are going to be okay. I'm ready for this. Let's time to act. Let's time to serve. And Let's time to organize. Give away your God given rights. Don't take the mark of the beast. Like if if the, if the government comes in with this big thing that we're all going to get on this digital currency that's going to save us. Do not do it if God tells you don't do it. Even if it's being organized. In your backyard in Utah County, <laughs> it's, you, uh, you, uh, you, the show will come out by the time this is. But the, but the blockchain that ties in digital currency, that ties in um, your digital ID, mm-hmm. all together is being or it is being led in Utah County. Revela- uh, Revelation it's, chapter you twenty. Cannot make this stuff up. Re- I'm telling you, Utah Revel- is the craziest, most Re- pivotal state. Revelation chapter twenty verse four. And I saw thrones. So this is John the Revelator. And, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them, and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and that which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Do not give away your God-given. Your, and fight your, it your, now. Your rights, your rights are what you can't. That's our estate. The right to life, the right to pursue your happiness, the right to, to liberty, the right to live according to your conscience, those are your God-given eternal rights. And if you hand those over to another man or a three-letter agency or an employer or anyone that seeks to take those from you, you not only lose them physically, but you lose them spiritually. They're gone. And the only way to get them back is to repent. Or through bloodshed. <laughs> it's That's... It's look, I, I don't say these things to scare anybody. I say these things to say, get on the side with God, follow the iron rod, which is the word of God, which is in the beginning, there was the word and the word was God and the word became, it's Jesus. The iron rod is Jesus. Follow, 
follow Christ because it's the only way. Uh, we, we're running short on time here. So what I'd like to do is, is give you some closing thoughts. Then Alex, I want to hear from you and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Well, I just want to say thank you for all that you do too. You know, um, there's times I'll disagree with you. You'll disagree with sure. me, but I love you like a brother and you're doing a great thing. You guys do a great thing. And I'm just thankful that there's other people that are willing to stand up and to put it all on the line, even with all the attacks you guys get. Um, we all have to start coming together under these principles because we cannot, we cannot divide. Amen. Amen. Alexia, thank you. And Eric, can you just let our viewers, I'm sure they are, most of them already know you, but where they can find you. Um, you can just go to my, uh, Instagram and there's a, there's a link tree in my bio of Instagram and then all of my, um, all of my kind of links. I'm telegram at Eric Mutsos. I've got three Instagrams. Um, and then my, my podcast is the American Mutso show. I just did one on the election and it's, it's worse than you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we also think, have, I, we also have all of Eric's, uh, stuff going up on our website. Yes, too, on on our website, we're going to have links to Eric's Utah Freedom Coalition. We're going to, we're trying to bring in a lot of the, a lot of these great leaders and make sure that people can find them. So if, if probably by the, hopefully by the time this is released, his links will all be on our, on our website as well. So you'll be able to find them there too. But yeah, what do you think about everything, babe? Well, you know, this show, I didn't really know what angle we were going to go, what what This was an interesting show because yeah. we, yeah, it was, we changed directions a lot of times here. But I think it's important. I think it's important even for our non-LDS viewers, especially for someone like me as an outsider. Um, you don't need to be a scriptorian. You don't need to be an expert in, in, in LDS it's princi scripture. It's principles. Exactly. It's principles. If you don't want to look at the Book of Mormon, okay, well then look at it like a fairy tale. Look. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We've actually been speaking a lot uh, offline about Lord of the Rings and, and Middle Earth and the concept of fairy tales. Um, you know, it's the traditional archetype about, you know, the hero that slays monsters and saves the princess in the tower. I mean, these are the archetypes of all times. This goes back to the beginning of time to the end of time. And we have a multi-headed monster in this state, um, but we've been warned in, in scriptures about this. So for the state of Utah, or even our viewers and, and listeners outside of the state of Utah, you know, identify those heads of the monsters. And this isn't the time to get scared of that monster and, and clamp down, but this is the time to understand and prepare. And, and like in the parable of the 10 virgins, prepare however that means for you and your family. Um, and then just the question of what are your biggest concerns right now? You know, this is a question we ask anytime we speak in, in front of groups and you get a myriad of responses about things that concern them. And it's always changing. Um, and my question always seems to be, what is the head of the beast here? And I used to think, oh, it's probably our politicians. And then we Cucks. do. It's exactly. You say, oh, it must be them. But you realize the head of the monster, the depth of this actually goes much, much, much deeper than that. Uh, and we delved into that a little bit in the, the Church of Satan episodes that you can go back and listen to. But I think the biggest takeaway is instead of feeling doom and gloom from all of this, I think there's, there's a, a silver lining of hope that there is a lot that we can do now. We can share, we can support uh, content like this. Eric, our show, I mean, however you can get involved, even just researching uh, or studying your scriptures, it's all in there and you have everything you need to not only survive into what's coming, even if it is utter chaos, but thrive. Because like Eric said, this is a really exciting time to be alive. Um, some of our friends that are real 
experts in scriptures and, and prophecy. The, you know, we've talked about the eclipse with them. And they said, oh, the one in April that's coming, that's really a sign of the times that, you know, th whether it's the seven years of tribulation or uh, the coming of the Antichrist, you know, you can look at that as, well, we better stay home and lock the doors and make sure we don't answer, you know, for a few, few, few hours or weeks, whatever, bunker down. Or you could say, wow, this is pretty exciting. We get to be here at this time. We were the chosen ones to be here now. So that's pretty exciting. She's good looking. She's smart. I love her, man. I love my wife. <laughs> She's awesome, man. I love it. You're 100 percent right. Um, it's funny, as we get a lot of I get a lot of uh, feedback on the show, and the first thing I says is, "Man, Alexia is so great. She's she's so awesome." She, anyways, she is awesome. I agree. Those are your closing thoughts. That's my closing <laughs> thoughts. What a babe. <laughs> That's all we got to say. That's all that matters. <laughs> no, but um, make me blush. No, I, I love what you said though, and I think it ties everything together. Is we, we have been. I've been way into it. I haven't even watched Lord of the Rings in years, but I've been, way, I've been studying the philosophy of it. Like, and the philosophy is mind-blowing. How I mean, it is, it is based Anyone on... Anyone can fall. It, it, <laughs> it is, but it is based on the principles of Christianity. That whole movie is based on the principles of Christianity. And when you dig into the philosophy, it is, the, the, it is, the, it is about agency. It's about defending agency. It's about... I mean, the principles are just mind-blowing. I, I have the rings of power. Like, it is so true. Like, everybody, like, we all have, and it affects all our politicians. They want power. And they think they're going to do good with it, but that, but, the, but it exposes them. Anyways, uh, I don't want to get too into letter of the rings, but it's, but we, <laughs> we could do we a whole, do a show, whole show. We really could. Like, my mind has been blown about the philosophies there. Uh, but, and that's, there's a reason we love it. And one of the, one of the principles there that is powerful, that it, it, it resonates with this, is the need to slay monsters the need to, 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 to slay dragons and that is that is a, that is a fundamental principle throughout history that resonates with with people with men particularly because that's your role is to protect your family protect society from dragons and those who hide from dragons the dragons get bigger and those dragons eventually come if we if you ignore them they will come and destroy society we we have allowed dragons to infest this state at every level of political office, almost every level. And what can you do? You can slay those dragons. That is our mission. That is our duty: is to slay those dragons, to bring truth to light. And how do you slay those dragons? You expose them. You you let you unveil the people, and so they can see these hidden dragons that are and it's literally secret now. combinations. And it's uncomfortable. And there is a cost. And one of the things I want to say, say as we wrap up, I want to thank you, Eric, for standing up. I know that you've come under fire on uh, on the Tim Ballard stuff, and and regardless of what's going on there with him and and, and who's and you know the truth will come out. But the fact of the matter, I respect you that you've had that women have come to you and, and people have come to you and said, hey, here's here's my and you didn't run from the dragon, you faced it, and even when that cost you, has, has come at great personal sacrifice. And I just think there is nothing more powerful than standing up and fighting for truth, come, come what may, and, and following your conscience even when it costs you. And I'll tell you, Alexia and I went through hell last year. We went through hell. There's a reason she wasn't on any of the shows for a year. She didn't want anything to do with this because of betrayal, because of the, you know, when you face dragons, there's a consequence. But, I, but what matters is when, you, when the dragon comes after you and you pay a price, do you give up and run, tuck your tail and run? And I want to thank you for not get tucking tail and running, but standing and fighting. Because, honestly, 
God needs people to, who will stand up and slay the dragon despite our weaknesses. And we all are just regular common people doing the best we can. But, you know, to, to, to wrap this up to our viewers, um, what a time to be alive. We've already said it. What a time to be alive and what a place. What a place to be living. This is the place. This is the place. Ground zero. The greatest battle in the history of, this, of the earth we are, it, we are there, and, and God will take anybody. Regardless of the denomination, God mm-hmm. looks for men and women who will just have the courage to stand and fight the dragon. A man named Neil A. Maxwell, you know, Love Neil it. A. Maxwell, he said that God does not begin by asking us about our ability, but only our availability. Mm-hmm. And when we prove our dependability, he will increase our capability. I love it. Love him. Well, um, that was fun. That was a great show. I appreciate you. I'm glad we could have, have you. I've, I've keep, keep fighting the fight. To those watching, get in the fight. Dig deeper. Do more. Um, because this is why you're here. You know, this is why you're here. And, and here's another principle of Lord of the Rings. We're going to wrap it up with this. Who is the hero? God. God. Who destroyed the ring? It wasn't Bilbo. Because Bilbo, or Frodo, Frodo at the end, because fell to fell to his lust for power. Mm-hmm. It was Golem who, through his mercy earlier by not killing him, that stole the ring and then God allowed it to win. It wasn't, it wasn't any of the heroes. There was, it wasn't the elf. It wasn't any of the men. Everybody played a different role. Mm-hmm. And, not, and the only hero was God. And everyone else just played a unique, small role. Eric plays a role. Alexi plays a role. Defending Utah. Um, Utah Freedom Coalition. Um, there are so many... Utah Patriots, there are so many great people out there and individuals who are all playing unique individual roles. Nobody is the hero. God is the hero. But I'll tell you, God needs men and women to stand and fight. So stand and fight. What a time to be alive. God bless you guys. God bless America. God bless Utah.